The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Campion here with the indomitable Jared Robinson. Um, where are you in the world today, Jared, if I may ask? I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Not uncommon. Where are you? <laughs> I am in Mexico, Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. It's times two, right? You've been there for a couple months, lived there, moved around, traveled about the earth, back to Puerto Vallarta. So, no, this is my f- first time here, but I've been here for a good while. So, I moved here in the summer and I you have been very close to Puerto Vallarta. No, am I so, when I first got hired by you, I was in Cozumel, Mexico, which is on the other side of Mexico. Okay. It's an island on the other side of Mexico. All right. If you're all wondering what, what I thought we were talking about growing and cleaning, what are we doing here? Um, what I want to talk about today is how we relate to our businesses. Um, and I thought it'd be fun with Jared because, A, we never talk about stuff like this. It's always paid traffic. And if you're all about paid traffic, dozens of videos with Jared or Jackson or plenty of guys, go check those out. But um, I don't always tell my you guys this, and I should tell you this. I am far more interested in your lives and your families and you having what you want out of life than your business. And as fun as business is, in my perspective, being half an old man, is we got to make sure it's a tool to get you the life that we want. And as soon as our life becomes a tool to make, to have the business we want, things go wildly chaotic. Um, so that's why, and by the way, for those of you that aren't in the video, when you're looking for Jared's accent, whitest white guy you're ever going to meet does not, uh, mm-hmm. you would not look at him and go native to Mexico. <laughs> You'd be <laughs> shocked. Native to Ireland is probably what, yeah. or Scotland or somewhere, wherever the, it, it, me as well, but I'm not, currently living in Mexico. So it's not as interesting for me. So um, the two things I want to talk about is just what that looks like in terms of how to be successful and still have your business not run your life and your life run your business. And I wanted to give my perspective as a traditional entrepreneur that has owned a cleaning company that you guys will relate with and then get Jared's because he is um, a contractor. So, I mean, self-employed would probably be the best way. Like he kind of works for us, but I mean, he could have other clients if he so chose. Um but not like with employees and stuff like that. So what, I would, actually, I don't know this story, so I'd love to hear it. When you kind of came into the workforce, um, what was your goal always to be self-employed? Did you ever want to be an entrepreneur or did you think you're just going to be a working stiff, so to speak? How did you get, how did you get where you are? Yeah. So I, I, I did the thing where I started working marketing for companies. I worked for a coupon book and like the magazines that got sent out. That's where I started. Paid traffic had, at that point? They did. They had like an app that I was over. And okay. so it was like a, mm-hmm, there was like a, go ahead. Fascinating. No offense. What on God's green earth qualified you for that? Like when you got to me, you were kind of fully formed and had some skills and qualifications. But back then I'm like, what, what made you think, or what made, more importantly, what made them think you, you were yeah. able to do that? So I, I graduated in marketing and whatnot. And so when I got into that, I was doing, I was designing the coupons when I started. And then they launched an app where a business would go hot every day. So a different business would be, and it was like for two hours. And so it would push notify their phone, like for two hours. It was like during the Groupon living oh, yeah. social time when that was really popular. What so I just saw, recording this early 2023, what year was this give or take? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I guess I graduated like 11, 2011, 2012. Okay. So this is really early in the tech space. So you were, yeah. 
right, I hate to be ageist, but is there a possibility? Obviously, you had a marketing degree, but from an owner, I'm like, I don't give a crap about degrees are worthless, but not worthless. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're not Agreed. building a bridge or teaching, they're not particularly. Is it possible they're like, well, he's young, <laughs> so like he'll know tech. Was there any of that involved? Oh, totally. Or- yeah, okay. I was by far the youngest person and had a smartphone. I don't think any of the older dudes had even smartphones then. You know. So some percentage, probably more than 20% was, well, the kid's young. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. Maybe maybe let the kid take a spin. Okay, yep. that's interesting. And yep. you started with effectively graphic design, which I guess mm-hmm. you could, a very thin line to that calling it marketing. But okay, so you started there and then they go, let's put him in charge of the whole app. That's yep. that's a big step forward, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, my job was to get downloads. And so that's when it started to transfer into how can I market what we're doing? And so- and at that point, W two employee. Um, no, I yeah, I, I worked for the company, whatever that one is. So either a con, well, it doesn't matter. Really matter I wasn't a contractor. I was okay, a, so yeah, you were a W two employee. If it's yep, a, w two. There you go. <laughs> and was your goal at that time? So a, how was your work life balance? Kind of out of school? Were you you were married at that time? I believe. No, I was mm-hmm. one kid or probably kid on the way. Mm, yes, I had a, a yeah. My kid was born in 2012. Actually, my kid's birthday is today. He was born 2012, two thirteen. So today. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, all right. So you got kind of conflicting things. You're probably young and want to have fun and do all that sort of stuff. You're just a, I don't want to say just a, but a standard employee, but you have this kid. So there's probably a little like, I got to earn some money. How did, how was work-life balance? Perfect. Too, too much work, not enough work. How'd that feel? That job was pretty good. It wasn't until I got into the ad agency that I awoken to what work-life balance is supposed to be and realized that I didn't have it. So an agency was really, really grueling. And, and that was, were you, uh, te- I don't really care about the legal thing, but were you generally an employee where you just worked for them? That's what you did. And they kind of correct. Had I was an employee for that company. Okay. So straight up employee, no mm-hmm. aspirations of anything entrepreneurial or is that unfair? So I, I went into the ad agency with the, with the idea of growing. And so I, I felt like I didn't have anything on my resume that would really prove that I was good at what I did. And so I wanted to work my way through something to get on my resume that it was good, that I was good at what I did. But still employee-based thinking. I'd like to improve my resume to get a better job, not to start my 100%. Cool. And no judgment on any of this. I'm just interested. Um, And this will be insight for our listeners to what the employees might think. Okay. So as you did that, it sounds like the work-life balance changed not where you wanted to be. Correct. Yep. It was was rough. And so there's... I moved up pretty quick. I went from like just like a junior ads manager to... I was over the... Oh my gosh. What was my title? I was the the senior strategist of that place. And so any ad accounts that were struggling, it was my job to fix them. So the ad managers, when they had an account, so to speak, that wasn't working, you jump in and try and resuscitate. Correct. So there was like ad managers and there were senior, digital senior strategists who oversaw like these guys. And then there was like, when those guys couldn't solve it, it got brought to Jared. And my job was to figure out what was wrong with these accounts and save these clients. Which actually sounds kind of fun. Like if, you know, that part of it, I don't know. But, and now were you doing your traveling the world thing or were you just living in the States like a regular? So it, it was a remote job, but I was living in California at the time. Okay. So you weren't doing the traveling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then did you start traveling first or come to us first? I don't even recall. I made the decision that I was going to change my life. And that is when I started to knock on other opportunities. And that's when you and I met. So you cha- you made the decision to change vocations and locations at the same time. Yep. I, I was overworked. I actually had like a legit panic attack 
one night. I was just wearing so much of this company on me and I didn't love the boss. And I just like had this weird panic attack. And I was like, this is not what I want to do with my life. This is insane. And I need to change things now. And so I quit and began looking for new opportunities and knowing that I'm going to sell my home, I'm going to sell my stuff, and I'm going to go live a, a life that I want to live. Well, first of all, just between you and I, if ever you have a panic attack, for God's sake, let me know. Just, just quit. Tell me like things are not okay with Jared. I want to know that. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me kind of tie that in to well, the audience and we'll continue because I want to I hear as you develop your entrepreneurship and your kind of clarity, I, I think would probably be the best word on what you want out of life and how your work could or should fit into that. So my two cents on that cleaning nation would be when I, my entrepreneurial personality woke up, I was like 22, 23, and it was all consuming. Um, that was all I wanted to do all day, all night. I often, I don't want to say joke because it's not particularly funny. Like I would say that I'm cheating on my wife with my business because it was, and it was not funny at all, like very true. And I found um, for me, there was a lot of sacrificing whatever was required of money, of time, of relationships for the business, <clears throat> which is silly. Because if you'd asked me, I'd say, I'm doing all this for my wife and my kids, but then I sacrificed my, my wife and kids at the altar. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of fun because that was when I was in my 20s and uh, my wife left in part because of that. Um, and my son is 24 and now I'm in my 40s, late 40s. And um, my bride and I'm being able to experience it very differently. And it's really important. We talk to our clients about <clears throat> as much as we want to help you make money and grow your business and have all that stuff. If there's no, uh, if we help you double your, your revenue, double your profit and you're working and miserable, it's like, I don't know if we've really served you. I'd rather have you cut your hours in half and love your business again and make the same amount of money. As long as that amount of money pays your bills, right? If you're, if you're homeless, that's, that's not fun. So as long as whatever your bills are. So I'm just trying to get where Jared and I's story, like coming to how they were before, before they intersected. Um, so I'd love two things if I could, Jared, when you in the, I want to be totally honest with everybody. Like, I feel like Jared, and please correct me if your experience of this is wrong, but from my perspective, 80% of the time your work from what we ask you to do, I don't know. I don't know if you have any other gigs that you do, which you're welcome to, but if not 80% of the time, I would expect your work-life balance is pretty good. And probably 20% of the time you're like, I could work a little less. Um, but yeah. I would love your perspective on that. And then from your perspective, what my, my perspective, what, what you think, you know, Mike works too much, too little love. And then third, if you really want to get crazy, how you, how you perceive our, our clients. So the three kind of players in work-life balance from your perspective, yourself, myself, and then our clients, I would love to hear anything and everything you have to say about work-life balance from your perspective. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. So from my perspective, what I've learned from my agency is that I had a skill and that I could sell the skill. And so instead of going to and being an employee and just pretty much being owned and you just have to do whatever it is, if I'm, I'm supposed to fill up coffee mugs, like, great, that's my job today. Like, that's kind of the employee mindset. Once I thought I've developed and have this skill set, I'm good at what I do. I can sell the skill. That's when I've kind of transferred into more of what I am now, which is this media buyer. And I work for Grow My Clean Company and I do their media buying. And it's more, Mike pays me for the skill that I have, not as an employee, but for the skill. And that's where I feel like, you know, I have this freedom to be able to travel and to do different things because I'm selling it that way. Um, 
So that answers me. Go ahead. Well, and from my perspective, I wouldn't even say a skill. Um, yeah, I think you need the skill, but I don't care about that. I care about the result. So you have the skill to create the result. So from sure. your perspective, I'm marketing a skill. From my perspective, I'm buying a result. Um, and honestly, if Jared, we've never talked about this before, but if today on this podcast you work, I, you said, I work about 12 hours a week. It'd be like, you still give me the result I need? And if you said, I work 60 hours a week, I guess I'd be surprised at both. But um, anywhere between 26 and a half and 44 and a half, I'd be like, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> None of those would make me go, what? Yeah, that's way too little. I, you should deserve less money or that's way too much. You deserve more money. It's more just the result. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's your perspective. You, I'd love to hear what do you, from what you see. And again, I don't live with you. So like I said, I have no idea how many hours you work and you don't know me or no idea how many hours you work. And then I'd love to hear your perspective on how that, that relates with our clients and, and the listeners. Yeah. So from, yeah, I think there's a difference between where people are at in their life. And so there's people who maintain and then there's people who are growing and growing usually means you got a little bit more hands on deck when you're in growth mode. And so there's more risk that's associated with it. There's usually more money being spent and there's just more learning and getting yourself out there. And so usually because you're doing that, you need more results quicker. And so you're just really working during that time. And so we aren't a stagnant company. We're not, that's not our goal is to just stay where we are. And so Definitely. There's times where Mike, I would say that we're in growth mode and everyone's hands are on decks. And then there's kind of more a flatline of what we're doing. And then we grow and then we flatline and we grow and then we flatline. I think that's kind of the pattern that we do. And so for me, I think your personality and what I know, there's a difference why I'm not an entrepreneur and you are, is that I think the desire to constantly be growing is really strong in you. And because of that, you love what you do and you find joy in it. And it's something that I think at the end of a weekend, I think you're excited to go back to work every week. And I think a lot of people in America don't feel that way. And I think that's the life that you've created for yourself. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads, we don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Most weeks, don't tell him. Um, <laughs> so Jared says, <laughs> most weeks, not, not a few weeks, most weeks, yeah. but not every week. Um, Jared something says something really important that I want you guys to miss. Stage of life, I think, is important. Um, all this stuff takes time or money. And all money is, in my opinion, is other people's time. Like Jared's bright, he's got skills. And I'm sure if I had given enough time and, and motivation, I could probably do that skill, but not just in, it's, you know, kind of like the plumber where it's like, yeah, it's easy. You know, it doesn't take me that long to do the stuff, but to stay on top of what Facebook's doing and all that platforms, you know, that, that to maintain that would take quite a bit of time. Um, so all that tends to happen as you get older, or you get more successful in business as you first start with like where Jared was at, like, I'll just do whatever. Like, I don't really have any skills. I'll just, I will work hard and I'm a, a reasonably intelligent human being. I'll try hard. And that'll get us a lot of way, you know, that'll get us somewhere. And then as we grow as entrepreneurs, we start having some systems and I'm guessing you wouldn't have thought of it that way, Jared, but in your mind, my guess, if I was whoever your boss was before, I'd be like Jared's systems in his head. Cause Jared just has a bunch of if thens, if this, then I try that. And if that, I try this, his mm-hmm. if then system was better than the other people's if then system. Um, so he added systems to his time. And then as you get older, still, um, we'll have to check in with Jared in another 20 years and see if this is where he's at. You start 
you, you add money to the thing. So first it's just you with no leverage. Then you leverage your time with systems and then you leverage your time with other people's uh, time, i.e. your money, their time. And then the more money you have, the better their systems that, that you can acquire. So I think stage of life has a lot to do with it. Uh, if you're 26 and you're like, I want to be a billionaire, like you can, God bless. But it's a little harder than if you're 46, you know, and you're still hustling, not to judge, but you want to, you want to start using your brain a little more than your, your bra. Yeah. So like when you first start your first job and you're getting coffee for people, like, so be it. I'm 26 years old. I've ever have old you were 24, 23. Mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of skills. So I will use my whatever. Now you're getting better. And, and hopefully as we've worked together, you started to see some stuff and you're growing again. Okay. Yeah. I'm dying to hear, and then we'll close with, I'll give my, you give your feedback. I'll give my feedback on kind of the work-life balance for our people. What, how, what do you see? Cause you've got a nice perspective in that you're in their business to a degree, but you've got some, you're not, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes a lot of owners can get right in the middle of it and they can't see their own yeah. crazy, but you're out, you've got some nice perspective. So what do you see from your seat high aloft, you know, slightly elevated outside of their business? Yeah. I would say that most, I mean, especially within the program, I would never describe any of our clients as lazy. That's not a word that I would use to describe them. They are all hardworking people. Where I see, when if we're talking work-life balance, where I see usually the biggest issues is that they're just uh, treading water and holding weight. It feels like they're just holding these weights and treading water. And they're great at treading water, but there's it's really hard to elevate out of the water when you have so much that you're doing. And so it's usually the systems and processes that help business owners because they have the, the leg strength to tread. It's just the weight that's keeping them where they are. And so it's removing some of that and automating and the systems that are there for them so that they can kind of, they have the skill sets. It's just being used in other places, it feels like. And so I do feel like a lot of owners of cleaning companies are on fire with the amount of work that they're doing and putting in, especially, you know, just keeping up with employees and hiring and firing and (laughs) getting new leads and working this out. There's just a lot that's taking place. And I... Yeah, again, I don't think they're lazy. I just think that they don't always put their work in the right place and, and it can cost them hours of their lives. Such a good point, Jared, because you mentioned when you left your previous job, you were ready for a change in life. Like the job was a piece of it, but it wasn't all of it. And I think your tolerance for the grind that you felt yourself in was low. And you mm-hmm. said, enough, I quit. And when it's not your business, you know, to, granted for all the listeners out there, like, yeah, it wasn't his business. It's a lot easier to just throw up your hands. It's not your deal. Like that wasn't the relationship he had with the business. Um, that said, I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes because that, that work ethic is a curse because we're treading water and not really getting, we're holding the weight on the world. And we're like, well, what if I just tread faster as opposed to the intolerance of, so I'm assuming what Jared would have done if, you know, I forget, uh, I think it was Alex Ramosi said, don't expect your employees to work as hard as you do. If you expect them to work as hard as you give them half, then you should expect that. If you don't, then, you know, <laughs> or maybe not work as hard, but be as committed as you are, right? Like this is an unreason, like Jared's great. And he loves the company. And I, I feel like he's very loyal, but by expecting loyalty, I have, he's like, give me half. I'll, you watch me. I'll watch me be exactly as loyal. Give me 60%. I'll probably be more loyal. <laughs> and right. Jared's smiling with a, yes, that's probably true. Um, so the, I think because A, we own and B, our work ethic is high, our tolerance to eat a bunch of garbage is way too high. We wait until things are on fire. 
So mm-hmm. we could go, well, it's not fair. Jared could just quit. Like he didn't owe them anything. It's like, or two weeks or, you know, obviously how you, you, you end sure. up professionally, but you didn't own, you didn't owe them your life or, you know, mm-hmm. there's no implied I'll be here for 10 years. Right. Um, I think we can adopt that a little bit. Like, I think we're too like, I'll never give up. I'll never do. So you're just going to run yourself into the ground. So had Jared had half of that company, I'd like to think, and I'd tell what I think the right answer is, whether he would have done or not is he probably would have stayed longer, more miserable. But at some point he would have renegotiated and said, Hey, partner, Hey, whatever, this is what I require. I'll still work and I'll still whatever. And he would have forced himself to leverage this. Maybe he would have been the one to go, well, my systems are just, but my, if then is just better than the other guy, why don't I just write this to frick down and I can manage that and step out. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say, and I love your feedback, Jared is that work ethic and that I'll never give up. We pride ourselves on, but sometimes that's exactly what keeps us trapped right? Until something really bad happens. And then we either go bankrupt or our spouse leaves, or a lot of times that's when you come to us and it's great. We'll do our best to help you at that point, but it sure would be nicer if you came when Jared was, you're like, I'm just sick of this and it's grind and I'm starting to see it. It's not an emergency yet, but I really want to make a big change. Feedback on any or all? Yeah, no, I, I, I think what you're saying is hundred percent true and that it's just, it's what's nice about entrepreneurship. And what I see is the draw of it is that there's no cap to what you, the harder you work, in theory, the more money you should make. That's how that should work. And usually in times as an employee, that isn't always the case for you. You could be a really hard worker and get paid the same amount for working less if you just work less. Entrepreneurship allows you to create more income for yourself the harder you work. It's just a matter of, are you working in the right places to be able to do that? Yeah, I think that was so... 80% of that was spot on and 20% I would I would offer a, a tweak or a, some nuance. Yes, when we're starting and we don't know anything, the only way I know how to be an entrepreneur is to be an entrepreneur, right? Like for those of you guys listening and owning cleaning companies, you could listen to me or you know any owner talk for thousands of hours and until you've done it, you're like, oh, that's what that feels like. All of us that are married at some point weren't married. And we had these visions of what it would be like in terms of commitment and value and benefit to get married. And then you get married for five years, like, oh, this is completely different than what I thought. So that said, yes, at the beginning, when we're just figuring stuff out, I do think working harder is a big part of the answer. Um, As you get, the problem is we get to, all of us have our own natural abilities and we get some people, their natural abilities working as hard as they're ever going to work is a $5,000 a month cleaning company. Mm-hmm. Some it's 25,000. Rarely is it a million or so without some sort of, let me show you how to do this. Or if it is, it takes 30, 40 years to build it, which is, it just takes that long. So I think, yeah, for the first year or two, it's okay to go, well, I guess I'll just work, I'll just outwork this thing. And the problem is, when you're making 20 bucks an hour working 40 hours a week, it's 20 times 40, 800 bucks a week. You can work 80 hours a week and make 20 hours. Now you make 1600 a week. What a bang, what a bang. You cannot work 160 hours a week. It's like you'll, you'll drop dead. So I think the problem is there's the whole, in my humble, what we coach is it's good to, it's good to clean for a first week or two or three. Like you want to know how to do it. You want to know how, like I did, I did do our ads for a while before Jared came. I'm not an expert. I'm not where he's at and whatever, but I've done it. Um, the problem is I think we clean for six years <laughs> or for three years or six months as opposed to three weeks. And the same thing goes with working harder. We 
work harder and it gets us results for the first till you hit 60, 70, 80 hours. And then it doesn't get results anymore. And we just think we just keep thinking we'll work harder and that's when we got to do it. All right. Uh, I've got closing thoughts. Anything you want to add before I close this thing, Jared? No. Close it. Closing up. So what I want to encourage you to do cleaning nation is sorry to sound like old man campion, but I still remember the wall. I was at a chiropractor and I saw this on the wall. I'm like, that's really smart. Um, a young guy will trade his youth for money. Um, or most young guys will trade their youth for money. Um, 100% of old guys will trade their age for money. <laughs> like if they could have that youth back, they haven't spent anything. Mm-hmm. So oddly, and I think this gets less and less the older you get. For me, it certainly has. Um, when we're younger, we would um, we value money because we have less of it and we don't value time because it feels like we have all of it. Um, the problem is, and then when we get older, you start having less time and all goes well, you have more money. (laughs) You start valuing what is more scarce. The trick is, that's not the truth. That's how we experience life. The truth is we are always getting poor in time. And, you know, there's also this belief of, well, you know, average age expecting is 80 years old in America, whatever it is. It's Mm -hmm. not a guarantee. Some of us might hit a hundred. Right. The numbers would show 30, 40, a substantial percent will not live that. Right. So there's this well, 100% of the days I've woken up, I've made it to tonight. You know, I've never died. So there's a really good expectation. It's like, yeah, but once you do, you're dead for it. <laughs> That's that. There's no, or you're into eternity forever. So I just want to encourage guys, gals, especially the younger, um, trading time for money is okay. Just limit it. Uh, at some point, you know, I promise, you know, this is, I'm at 48 and I certainly not talking being homeless, right? If I couldn't eat and have heat and clothing and, and clothes and, air conditioning and a car, whatever that costs, depending on you know, 50 to hundred grand a year, depending on the part of the country you're in or eight grand to hundred a year, depending on what part of the world you're in. Uh, Jared's like 50 grand. I'm in, I, I could live on half that. He doesn't, but <laughs> anyway, so the closing is time will teach you that trading time for money is a bad, a bad fit overall. Cause we're always going to get poor in time at the end of the day. And most days we'll get richer in terms of money or at least stay the same, but guaranteed we, we can always make more money. We can never make more time. So as you're growing your business and thinking about sacrificing this guy called out, that guy called out. I know I'm at dinner with my wife and I told her I was going to be here. And it was the third time of cancer. I know my kids like, dad, why could, why are you always too tired? Why don't you pay attention to me? And I know, um, do something different, right? Don't do what Jared did. He got, I don't know what happened. He had enough of it. He's like, my life's going to change. I'm going to do something different. I want to travel. I'm going to take drastic action. Um, and that cost them something, right? Like I'm sure there was some security in your job and some security in your home and you, you were amongst friends and blah, blah, blah. So if you're really happy with your business and the time money exchange you're doing, keep doing it. If you're seeing that it's not a good long-term bet, do something different. If you want help with us, growmycleancompany.com, 900 free podcasts, uh, free on-demand training is probably the best place to start, but hundreds and hundreds of hours, growingcleancompany.com. Check it out. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. 
I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.